Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. And I, we're going to be talking about it. You can wager on where's Julio Jones going to land. And if you want to bet on that, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, bet online is the place to do it. Man, I wonder, if, I wonder how many people went to bet online yesterday and wonder how many points Dame Dash was going to put up because he put up 55 <laughs> last night. So, yeah, hey, y'all just go out on to hit bet online. I still think he's still knocking down three-pointers if that game were still going. But head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, we have an absolutely loaded show today, 99 days away from the opener against the Cowboys and Buccaneers. I'm ready to roll today. How are you doing today? Man, I'll tell you, them, them, them prices high as a kite in Tampa. And you right, you right down the street, you right there. So you can, yeah. you your drive ain't your drive ain't long at all, man. I got all my uh, cigar aficionado old heads, and they talking about going to the game. But then when they saw the price, they said, you know what, we we'll do better by just tailgating. <laughs> That's a good strategy, Ike. Or I mean, if you want to make some money through BetOnline.ag, our sponsor of today's show. You can save up your coin, make some smart wagers and everything, and then be able to afford to go to the game that way. No question. No question. Or if you can't attend the game, you can feel like you're in a game by betting online. There you go. There you go. Ike, we're going to get through a lot of topics today, but we're going to start with the Steelers' position battles headed into OTAs and training camp, and this comes after commentary with Big Ben talking to media members yesterday. I want to start with the quarterback position because it's going to be a battle between Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. I thought that Roethlisberger's comments about Haskins being able to throw the ball through a car wash and the ball wouldn't even... Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of... You remember back in the day, the Super Bowl winning quarterback would go on David Letterman and they'd try to throw the football through a moving cab? That's what that reminds me of. So... I mean, that's a huge step for Big Ben to say anything about a quarterback other than him and the organization. One. Two, the fact that he said Dwayne Haskins, which 
is a former first round draft pick. And I keep telling people like it, it, the man got the pedigree. I don't, I don't, I don't care what he did in Washington. Uh, sometimes you need a change of venue to get your mind right. But the fact that Ben says something about him says a lot. Says the growth, says the maturity, um, says he's very comfortable in his skin. Um, he's seeing something that we can't see. And we've talked about this on the show, Mark, when players talk about other players, go ahead and keep an eye out on what's going down in the future. So the fact that Big Ben said something about Dwayne Haskins, I'm going to go ahead and put that in my memory bank. And if something do ever occur, or we're, we're talking four or five years from now about Dwayne Haskins being the starter for a couple of years now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's a reason why. Now, remember, Mason Rudolph is the only quarterback under contract beyond this season. He's under contract through the 2022 season. That's Mason Rudolph I'm talking. And then Josh Dobbs, I'd imagine Dobbs is going to be on the practice squad, but a mm-hmm. dual-threat quarterback, a very smart quarterback, that uh, mechanical engineering degree that he had dating back to his days at the University of Tennessee, Ike, I got to watch him in Knoxville when I was starting my broadcast career. So right. I hope that he can stay on the Steelers roster. And maybe if you can go into the 2022 season, depending on what you have with Haskins, maybe Haskins is the successor to Big Ben. Rudolph stays in that backup role. And then Dobbs is your number three. I still am of the belief, though, that I think that Big Ben's heir apparent isn't yet on the Steelers roster. But like you said, Ike, maybe we don't really know what we have in Dwayne Haskins, given that he does have that first round pedigree. I'm really excited to see how this backup this backup position battle plays out, because I think Rudolph would definitely be the safer bet between Haskins and Rudolph, but Haskins, you might have more upside. He might just need to learn the system, become more familiar with what Pittsburgh likes to do from an offensive standpoint, and also get accustomed to new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada as well. Well, the fact, the fact that he had a compliment coming from a, you know, I think a future hall of famer is, is pretty big looking into the young man's eyes and his, in in his memory. Um, so that's huge. Somebody giving you props, a future hall of fame, a two time Super Bowl champion, giving you props. You're a young kid. Obviously he see, he sees something in you that you feel about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I agree with you. It's, it's going to be the playbook, but I don't think it's going to be an issue because this is a new playbook for everybody, you know? So everybody got a clean slate. So now the competition at that number two between Dwayne and Mason Rudolph, Tom Mattel, Josh Hobbs is just Josh Hobbs. And what I mean by that, you know, he's just a, a, a orbital engineering guy, a space guy from, from the brains to the smarts. That's, that's where he at with it. So football or no football, he going to be straight regardless. He just so happened to follow his dream right now. And that's playing football. So it's, it's good to have him back. Um, I, I think Josh more than ever will probably, wind up being a quarterback coach. You know, that's that's how I look at Josh Dobbs. You know, he's that smart. He brings that to the table. He just so happened to be young and he can still play football. But I, I think for the future between Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, they they're gonna push for that for that number two spot number two spot behind Big Ben. 
Rudolph, 25 years old, Haskins, 24. And speaking of other position battles, we're keeping an eye on the quarterback position, one of them, but the backup running back position as well. We all know what Najee Harris can do. And Ike, I say Najee, I've been mispronouncing his name all along. Our viewers and listeners and commenters let me know. It is Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama. But who is behind Harris is the big question. Whether it's Anthony McFarland, the Steelers' fourth-round draft pick from a year ago. In a short-yarded situation, I still like Benny Snell Jr. out of Kentucky, still a young running back. But don't forget about Jalen Samuels. We always forget about Jalen Samuels, and he makes plays out of the backfield for the Steelers during the past few seasons. So, Whoever ends up serving as Harris's backup is also one of those position battles that I'm looking back headed into the 2021 season. For me, this is this is the toughest battle to make the roster, you know, between Snells Jr. and Samuels. And the reason why I think McFarland, you know, going to have the right of way is because he's the he's he's a he's a shiftier back. So between Snell Jr. and Samuels, they kind of they their body type is the same. You know what I'm saying? They they kind of have that same running style. Now, if you want to give the edge towards Samuels as far as, like, who can do the most, don't forget that NC State, the man play a running back, fullback, and sometimes tight end line up as a wide receiver. So that's what he brings to the table. He got a lot of tools in his toolbox. Snell Jr., he's a ground-and-pound guy. You know, you got to give the ball to him plenty of times for him to get in motion, for him to get in a rhythm. McFarlane, man, he's your scat back. He, he can come out the backfield. He can make the big plays if you need him to. And I think that'll be the 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 Derrick, what the Tennessee Titans are doing. The Derrick Henry and who's the backup for the 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 small backup for the Tennessee Titans? Is it um, Deion can, Lewis? Deion, Deion Lewis? Lewis. Yes, Deion Lewis. So I can see McFarlane and uh, Jay looking at that one-two punch like that in between the games. And I see Snell's Jr. Samuels fighting it out for that other roster spot. But I think that's a tough – that's a, that's going to be the toughest uh, uh, backup position spot when it comes down to training camp because they're the same body type. Um, it just depends on what the OC want. Do he want another ground-and-pound guy or do he want somebody who got a lot of tools in the toolbox like a Samuels? And I would imagine who, if the Steelers do keep four running backs on the roster, that that player would need to play and perform on special teams as well and help and contribute in that manner as well. Right. Ike, we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball to the nickelback position. And we've talked a little bit about this. We all know Joe Hayden's going to be on that left side. Who is paired opposite? Probably Cameron Sutton, but if you bring in the nickel, so you take a linebacker off the field and have five defensive backs on the field, do you move Sutton to that nickel position? Do you have someone else competing, whether it's uh, Shakur Brown, Arthur Mollett, James Pierre, right. or Justin Lane? I To me, this is one of the big question marks I have from the defensive standpoint about the Steelers because we all know what Mike Hilton did a year ago from that nickelback position, and it's it's a sub package that's used more and more and more and more because we know what teams do with their propensity to pass the football from an offensive standpoint, going against the Steelers defense, you need a playmaker at that nickelback position, but do you think they'll move Sutton inside when they bring that 50 B on the, on the field? How do you see this shaking out? I mean, that's where you kind of started at. And regardless on what happened to lane in the off season, I think they like lane. On the outside, they've been talking highly of Lane. So um, I think they will move 
move Cam back back in the slot because he's mo- most comfortable with the slot. That slot position is hard. Like you would rather play outside corner than that slot because you got you have to understand formations and it's a lot of feel they can use from that slot. You know, from from the outside position, it's more uh, vertical. It's from outside in. From that slot position, it's from inside out, and you can use from sideline to sideline. And only a few people was built to do that. Cam already got the experience doing it. You know, so in training camp, they'll probably leave Cam on the outside and see which one of these guys between Brown, Mullet, Pierre, and Lane, see which one of them can play in the slot if they if they need a guy. But I think from the get-go, Cam is going to be the nickel corner. He's going to go from the outside to the inside. And I think they high on Lane, regardless on what happens. So um, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Lane, the one, two, and three. Of course, old school veteran guy Hayden. Uh, then you got Cam, and I think they'll move Cam in the nickel position when they need to on sub packages and have Lane out there. So the the the, the next, the fourth, and the fifth corner is going to be between Brown, Mullet, and Pierre. I think. I think the development is even more important too, considering that Hayden is entering a contract season. He's going to want to get the bag one more time before he hangs it up as he man, that man is in his 30s. But <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and well worth it. He's played at an all-pro Pro Bowl level, but you're going to know that after this season, he's going to want to get that one last contract. Yeah, and, and he should. He should. He, he deserves it. You know, he's been playing at a high level, Mark. So if the man been playing at a high level, um, if he's still one of your best corners, if you think he got one, maybe two years left, I'm looking at two for sure. Two years left, I think Pittsburgh might draft the corner next year uh, just to sit under Joe and company. So I think I think Joe got two more years left. You might as well get a man the bag. Go ahead and give him a three-year extension. Uh, that 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 third that third year ain't gonna be if if needed, but two for sure. You know, this year and two more years with Joe. For sure. Like you say, man, the man been playing at a high level, especially when it comes down to the playoffs. He's been Mr. Clutch when them guys been going to the playoffs. He's been coming up with big plays, and that's how you get paid. But go ahead and give Joe extension. He's going to get another bag. It's going to be around his fourth bag. So that's 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 four bags he's about to get, Mark. <laughs> I want to go quickly to the inside linebacker position. Mm-hmm. And we know Vince Williams is coming back. Devin Bush is going to be working his way back from an injury. I'd imagine Robert Spillane fills this backup role again, but you got Marcus Allen and Buddy Johnson. Allen is a former safety as well, and so you're going to need to figure out who plays on the inside. And then really the linebacker position just overall for the Steelers is something I have my eye on. We'll see how Mm. Highsmith does on the outside, filling that void left by Bud Dupree. Again, Bush coming back from a season-ending injury a year ago. So how these linebackers play from the defensive standpoint, especially considering Pittsburgh plays a 3-4 front, is something that is going to be very, very important for the Steelers' front seven this season. I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with a few packages for Marcus Allen, a uh, former Penn State guy, was playing at the free and strong safe position. They didn't move him to linebacker, so yeah, he's more like a rover guy. So I, I I can see the fight between you know Lane, Marcus Allen, um, if they need to, um, depending on who the personnel is, depending on who they play, they like Mike. <clears throat> excuse me. They might they might like Marcus Allen against tight ends better than Cam. So depending on who they play, man, they might put Marcus, he might be the nickel guy. 
you know, if they like the matchups. And if they, if not, they'll move Cam back inside. So that's how I look at Pittsburgh Steelers doing it when it comes down to the nickelback package. I forgot I forgot about Marcus Allen. I'm glad you did bring him up. Between Robert Spillane, Vince Williams, and, you know, Buddy Johnson, they like Buddy Johnson a lot. But we did see we did see Rob Spillane uh, show his butt off in a good way. You know, he, he made the plays when he needed to. Um, the interception uh, for, for Baltimore, one of the picks, took it to the house, making plays all over the field. So coming down on King Henry on goal line, <laughs> we saw we saw a lot of that. So it's going to be very interesting between, you know, Vince Spillane and Buddy Johnson, who going to play alongside uh, Devin Bush. But uh, I think that just give the go-ahead right now to Vince because Vince already – Vince is the coach on the field, and he gets everybody lined up. As much as they want to give it to Devin, and Devin can do it, I think they will rather let Devin play free and use his athleticism on the field and let Vince rock it out. Um, it's going to be between Robert Spillane and Buddy Johnson when it comes down to them sub packages on who is going to be the backup. But I, honestly, I think, you know, Vince, it's, it's, it's Vince to lose, but I think they might be pushing more towards – the younger versions, the younger guys right now. So I can see Spillane and Buddy Johnson out there for that backup position the inside. The car crash Spillane had with Derrick Henry. Ike, right. I posted the social clip and it just took off. The Steelers right. fans loved it. Where right. You talked about this too, about just laying your body on the line for the sake of the team and just absolutely stonewalling Derrick Henry at the we goal call line. It, we call phenomenal. it putting your face in the fan. Put your face in the fan. When them blades are spinning, you run straight to the fan, but you run straight to the fan head first. He put his face in the fan on King Henry on that goal line play. That set that set the tone right there. That gave me it, it's giving me chills just talking about it because I'm rolodexing it through my brain on how he came down. And they didn't have any fans, so you heard it even mm -hmm. clearer. That's a great point, Ike. That's a great the, the hair sta standing up on your arm a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Okay, Ike, we're going to move on here. And I want to give a shout-out to Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reporter Brian Batko for this idea. He had a mailbag question in one of his columns that asked this. It said, if you could magically add one former player to this Steelers team, who would it be and why? And this got my wheel spinning. I've got a few answers, but I'm going to turn the floor over to you, Ike. What's your answer to this question? mean Joe Green. Oh man, first first I would I want to see him in person. So uh second of all, the intensity he played with, the attitude, he's the pioneer of starting this Pittsburgh still a dynasty. So I would love if I if I had to ask somebody, it's it's the mean Joe Green because he held from coaches to himself to his teammates accountable every play. And to hear the stories of his teammates and what they say about me, Joe Green, is we can sit down for days and just listen to the Francos, the Rockies, the the Star Wars, the Swans, the Mel Blunts. Just talk about me, Joe Green. It's crazy. He's a big teddy. He's a big teddy bear, but his nickname is Mean Joe Green. <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't that so? So that said a lot. When grown men call you mean Joe Green, but I would, if it if it if it's one person I would love to add, it would be mean Joe Green. 
Okay, I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. But before I do, I mean, everyone remembers the iconic Coca-Cola Super Bowl commercial, but I'd encourage any of our viewers or listeners to go back and look at highlights of me and Joe Green just wreaking right. havoc on opposing offenses. It is just it, it was a different era back then, but it was just unbelievable what he could do dominating at the line of scrimmage and just dominating right. football games. I would go with someone to replace future Hall of Famer Marquise Pouncey. Now, whether you want to go with Mike Webster or Dermani Dawson, Alan Fanica, how specifically you want to do that, that's really, you know, we could we could sit here till the end of the day debating Correct. each of the merits that those players bring. That was one idea I had. The other idea I had, Ike, was, and this is no knock on Highsmith replacing Bud Dupree, but just considering what Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt had, how about your former teammate, Ike, James Harrison, pairing opposite T.J. Watt to get that one-two combination? Those You always say build your house from the ground up and you right. choose Mean Joe Green. I am either going to do it from an interior offensive line standpoint or pairing opposite T.J. Watt. That's where my brain went with this question. Oh, well, you put a – you put a – you put a former league defensive MVP and Debo James Harrison with a TJ White, as as the young kids say right now, that's pressure. My nephew say, "Oh, I, that's when when something is good." They say, "If he eating something good, he say, oh, that's pressure right there. That's pressure right there.'" And that would be that would be a good scenario. That's pressure right there, James Harrison. Uh, a young James Harrison and a TJ Watt, that's pressure. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. If you're going to go ahead and give me a two-piece, since you're giving me options, go ahead and give me Lamar Whitley and James Harrison. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, dog. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Mark it, Mark, cut them two boys. You talking about a one-two punch? That's pressure. I'm, I'm using it right. Yeah, you got that right. You said it right. <laughs> you exactly right. That's pressure right now, baby. I love it. I love it. The only other ideas I had too, like uh, Troy Polamalu paired with Minka Fitzpatrick, would be something else. Whether you want to go Rod Woodson, Mel Blunt, Carnell Lake. Uh, again, we this question was a lot of fun. And again, I want to give a shout out to Brian Batco for, sure. for the idea. I thought it was just it. It kind of got my my wheel spinning, but it was fun. Yes. Uh, Ike, we, we talked some last week where Julio Jones is going to wind up. I've got the latest odds up and the Seahawks are the favorite if he is traded. Coming into today's podcast, I, I was like refreshing my Twitter feed and I'm like, sure enough, Schefter's going to tweet it out right before we record. And I swear, we're going to publish this podcast episode and we're then going to know where Julio Joe lands. That's just how I feel about this whole thing. But we'll see how all this shakes out. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Arizona. Mm -hmm. You know, I think D-Hop really trying to get him there. Uh, we'll see. You know, we don't know what uh, Larry Fitz... Fitzgerald is doing right now if he's coming back or not. So, but you know they they say they talked about this uh, years ago. D Hop, AJ Green, and Julio Jones at the Pro Bowl. They said they, you know they they talked about it and and, and it might work out because you know AZ got a little cap space. We'll we'll see what's up. But I know 
You know, they're going to try to put as many weapons as they can for Kyler Murray. And why not give him an extra Ferrari in a, in the garage with Julio Jones? It's That reminds me, though, Ike. It's like if he goes to the Cardinals, it's like, let's build this 2017 all-star team in 2021 and it's and it's that's no knock on i mean i think hopkins is still at the top of his game but aj green is a is on the back nine of his career he's been out an outstanding receiver but uh christian kirk and i know a a guy that you liked coming out of the draft rondell Moore too so if you add if you add julio to that mix like look out and aj green is on the back end but I wouldn't be asking AJ Green to be the young AJ Green, so that's why I'm saying that 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 trio would be something crazy because you already got a Julio, and you're looking at a young MJD uh, slash Moore that you picked up for the slot position because he's built just like Maurice, Maurice Jones Drew, uh, but he just plays that wide receiver. If you if you saw some of his Purdue highlights, man, he's pound for pound the strongest guy on the team. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I'm I'm, I'm just looking at. You know, D-Hob is playing at a high level. Julio always been a stud. It's just injuries. AJ always been a stud. It's just injuries. So you wouldn't ask them guys to be number ones anymore. But just the presence of them on the field and them just playing at a high level still when they're on the field, that would be something scary. And like I say, man, you just giving Kyler Murray another, another weapon on the field, another toy in his garage. Ike, I always joke that you're psychic. These odds of which team Julio will wind up on have yo-yoed because it was like immediately after our show published last week and got posted online, the Patriots became the favorite. They're at plus 300 right now. I was pushing for the Titans. They're at plus 200 right now. But depending on what book and what line you look at, the odds have just gone up and down with Julio Jones. And like I said off the top, we're going to publish today's show and put it out there. And it's like, yep, now we know where Julio Jones is going. And he, he might just stay in Atlanta, too. We mentioned this last week, bringing in Kyle Pitts, Ridley, paired opposite. You know, mm-hmm. give Matt Ryan one last go with new head coach Arthur Smith. We know what he did in Tennessee. Right. We'll see. And, and, and I will say this one team we didn't mention last week, Julio wants to go to a winner. 49ers are going to get healthy again. George mm-hmm. Kittle will be back in the lineup. And remember – he played for Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta when they went to the Super Bowl just a few years God, ago. So he would have that it, familiarity. Mark, you keep beating me to the punch on some of these goddamn topics, bro. But I like it. <laughs> I can see Julio in San Fran, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to steal your thunder, Ike. You sure did. You ain't you ain't still a thunder. You, you stole my thunder and you hit me with the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> The one other spot, though, and I think this would kill two birds with one stone. Aaron Rodgers out in Hawaii with his better half, enjoying life, hanging out with Hollywood actors. He comes back, comes to Green Bay. Here's your new, here's your new weapon, Julio Jones, paired opposite Devontae Adams. I think that would be a match made in heaven as well. I don't know what assets the Packers would have to make a trade, Correct. but that's, that's kind of where my brain goes with that. Yeah, that, that, that would be... That would be a fairy tale, but sometimes fairy tales do come true. But that that would be something decent over there, boy. That would be something decent over there. Matter of fact, I was looking at some old Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I looked at the Super Bowl that they, that they beat us. I just went back and just checked it out. 
I was like, man, we did everything we can do. That man was just the flick of the wrist. He was he was threading the needle. Like he was laser. He was laser because we we was balling on defense. He was just he, he couldn't he couldn't miss. So I wasn't I didn't cry and I wasn't as upset as I thought I would be. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers, some here here bad mama jamma, bro. But you give him Julio, it'll be something special. I, I give you credit for doing that, and I'd imagine that was prompted by our conversation with Nick Collins. I would encourage mm-hmm. the listeners and the viewers to go back, watch and listen to our conversation with the former All-Pro safety of the Green Bay Packers. Had a fun conversation with him just a few weeks ago here on the Believe in right. Steelers podcast. Ike, a few other topics we need to get to. Saw Patrick Mahomes has said that the only record he has his eyes on is going 20-0, and 0. and this being a new year, the Chiefs have been in contention and you know, lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. They won it the year before. I, don't, I think you, know, you have an uphill battle, especially now with a 17-game regular season, meaning you would to need to win three playoff games in addition to running the table in the regular season. But I was hoping from the player perspective, you'd be able to explain to the listeners and the viewers – why we haven't seen a team go undefeated thus far and just the challenges that that presents in terms of winning every single game. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but you know what? I think Patty can do it. If somebody can do it, I think Patty can do it. And that's just a level of confidence. It's, it's not being cocky. It's not being arrogant. Like that's just Patty Mahomes. You they. Kansas City did exactly what they needed to do. Let's go get some offense alignment to protect our franchise quarterback. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. They didn't they didn't they didn't go for the Ferraris, they didn't go for the Bugattis. They didn't go for the sell ticket guys. They went for the dually trucks, the dump trucks, the Mack trucks to protect. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl. We can't ever let this happen again. To protect our franchise player, a guy who can give us a chance to win every single game, let's make smart offseason moves. And that's exactly what they did. So for Patty Mahomes to see that, you know, it's just like having five personal bodyguards. Picture you got five Navy SEALs in front of you. And then they all scoping out everybody and all headshots on everybody. That's that's what the Chiefs did. I don't think it's a stretch. If there's anybody who can go undefeated, if it's in, anybody mindset should be like that, it should be Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't expect anybody else to say that but Patrick Mahomes. Orlando Brown Jr., the big upgrade on the offensive line. Several other players completely retooled offensive line this offseason. Ike, you mentioned all the fancy cars. They already got that on their team. They got Tyree Kill. They got Travis yeah, Kelsey, but, year two of Clyde Edwards Elaire. Let's roll. Yeah. But they got some. But they got. They got a Ferrari, a Lambo, and a Bugatti. All <laughs> of all three of them. All, all three of them. Now, they bad on gas. You can go for three blocks and you got to refill them. But you just need them in short short bursts. And all three of them boys can get the ASAP in short bursts. So, yeah, you and we and we forgot about the Cadillac, Travis Kelsey. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? A cool old Cadillac that 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 still look good and get you from point A to point B in in, in some cool kind of fashion. So, but yeah, man, Patrick Mahomes, just to get back to going undefeated. If it's if it's anybody who should have said that, it should be Patrick Mahomes because he's probably one of the only quarterbacks, if you give him time, sometime to 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 pull out every ball game. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Again, the 17 game regular season going to be a challenge because the one team that ran the table, the 1972 Miami Dolphins, they went 17 and 0 for the entire season, including the playoffs. So again, you've got more games to do it. We saw the Patriots almost did it way back in Tom Brady's heyday. Not able to quite get it done in the Super Bowl against the Giants. It's right. it's a tough task, but it, I'm Ike. I'm with you. If anyone's going to do it, Patrick Mahomes would be the guy. He at least from a talent standpoint, and we know what the Chiefs have done with him under center the past several years. So we'll see right. an uphill battle, no doubt, to run the table and go undefeated. But if anyone's going to do it right now, the Chiefs appear to be the team that can do that, and that's the reason why they're the favorites to win Super Bowl Fifty Six. Ike, our last topic on today's show. HBO's Hard Knocks is right around the corner, and they still haven't picked a team yet of who will be the team that they feature for the 2021 season. Now, there is some criteria, so it's not just all 32 teams that would be eligible. Teams can avoid mandatory inclusion on Hard Knocks if they fall under any of these three criteria, and let let me read them really quickly. Number one, if they have a first-year head coach. Number two, if they have had a playoff berth in the past two seasons, or number three, if they have appeared on Hard Knocks in the past 10 years. However, teams are allowed to volunteer for inclusion. So who, which teams does this leave? Dallas. The possi- yep, that, that's... <laughs> Dallas. The floor is yours, yeah, like, I, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like, as you were saying, the first thing that came to my mind, that came off of a serious injury last year. Let's see how he doing. He respond. Let's see what got him back to where he's at, to where he's throwing the ball good, looking like he's in hella shape. Uh, we always said that Dak needed Zeke. It looks like from this standpoint off of last year on Dak getting hurt, Zeke needs Dak. You know what I'm saying? From 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 an all-around yin and yang perspective, that's my twin, that's my brother perspective. Them boys need each other. But I think now you see that Zeke, needs more Dak than Dak needing Zeke. Zeke just slimmed down, lost some weight, hella shape. But the guy I want to see is, you know, C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. is made for this hard knocks. I need, I think C.D. got the flavor. I think C.D. CD, CD is a Dallas Cowboy. That's exactly what he is. He got the flavor. Um, he got the swag. He got everything you're looking for, and I think he'll he'll make it a hell of a show. Um, but yeah, that's 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 where I'm going, and you know everything starts with the owner, Jerry Jones. So you know he would love to be all on camera, <laughs> all on well, camera twenty four seven. He has his own news conferences, like separate from that of the head coach. I was just want to be. Jerry. I just would want to be a fly on the wall inside the building of just what goes into his. I mean, he's one of the best and and smartest sports business people we've ever had in the history of sports. 
not just football. I'm talking the history right, of sports. Right, right. So just to be a fly on the wall and just to observe. And they always show like the on hard knocks. They always show like in their offices, they've got a camera kind of in the corner of the room just to pick up on any conversation would be compelling time, television bro. with Jerry Jones in the room. He's a good time. I've, I've been around him a few times. He's a, he's a, he's entertaining, you know? Yeah. He, he started this, he started this, uh, this new stadium, entertaining stadium. You know, he, he built that, he built that new Dallas Cowboys stadium with the biggest, you know, screen ever at the time, you know, and, and I'm a huge boxing fan and he, he hosts a lot of boxing matches in that stadium. And then you want to talk about college, college footballs towards, towards the end, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, he, he hosts a lot of bowl games. So the the man and the man I'm saying, Jerry Jones, not only is he one of the top businessmen in sports history, but Jerry Jones, man, would be perfect for hard knocks because he loves the spotlight. He loves to feel like he's back in the 90s with the old Dallas Cowboys, with Primetime and Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith and Troy Aitman and all those guys. So, yeah, I think if there should be 18 for hard knocks, as you were saying, Mark, the first team that came up was the Dallas Cowboys because the scenarios, because of the scenarios last year, with now the number one paid guy in Dak uh, in the league with a new contract. Um, now you can see him having a full season with a trio of Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper. And now a healthier, more in shape. Uh, God, dog, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Zeke, Zeke. So, um, <laughs> if you, if you, if you, if you gonna win, you gonna win with a. They got everything you're looking for, bro. The only thing they ain't got is a tight end, and you don't even really need a tight end, in Dallas. Before yeah, this, bro, yeah. before this hard knocks and training camp, Jerry would love that all he's all he's thinking in his head is cha-ching that's all jerry thinking don't forget about micah parsons either like someone who fell to dallas in the draft who might be the best defensive player in the 2021 draft you mentioned dallas uh there's other possibilities you could go giants you could go panthers Mm -hmm. we mentioned the cardinals i would love to get an update on cliff kingsbury's bachelor pad man cave whatever you want to call it we saw that at the draft in he's the 2020 the, season he's the james at bond home. he's the james bond of coaching <laughs> don't don't he don't he just have that swag don't he just have that swag with him like just a just a just a cool a cool little swag about him you know that's that's him when when i was that for the draft when they showed his pad yeah, it was, was the 2020 for- draft when everyone was stuck at home during the pandemic. And he looking like he on the island, but he in the middle of the desert. Well, do you remember we talked to Ian Eagle, the CBS announcer, about it? And he was just like, I didn't know Cliff Kingsbury was a cologne just because it was just like the essence of who you want to be as a guy. Right. The way he looked, Coach Cliff Kingsbury, his looks – his persona, his swag, his confidence. It can go Cliff Kingsbury Cologne. 
you can have a a collared shirt that says Cliff Kingsbury shirt. You can have a hat, Cliff. Like that just fits. That name fits him. <laughs> that style fits him. Whatever he want to do, whatever he want to put his hands on, other than coaching, he can go for it because. Some guys just, and some girls, and some ladies, and some men, some people just have the total package. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's coach. Coach got a total package. Not to mention, Ike, if they do go with the Cardinals, we'd get the return of J.J. Watt on Hard Knocks. I know they had him on when the Houston right, Texans right, right. were featured. Right. And there was one of the episodes where at the start – of the episode, he brings the team God. around and gets everyone fired up, and God he's dropping f bombs. Keep hitting it on the head, bro. You ain't it, missing it, a day. No, no. Well, you, you said this last week: one shot, one kill. Like I gotta be, I gotta be on the mark today. No, you're a marksman for sure. Mark, Mark is a marksman for sure. So if we get another epic JJ Watt behind the scenes speech where. Every other line's an F-bomb. I'm like, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Uh, and I, I can't wait. Like, Hard Knocks is the best for that. And a lot of great possibilities. It, and know that the Jaguars have volunteered and said we wouldn't mind being on it. So, again, they can exclude themselves because Urban Meyer's a first-year head coach. Get behind the scenes, look at the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. I know the Tim Tebow storyline everyone gets into as well. Whichever team they pick, it's like I'm instantly right. a fan of that team just because it's just like they're going up against the odds. They haven't been in the playoffs the past two years, and they're trying to get right. I, I cannot wait to see who they end up deciding on. I think Dallas would be a heck of a pick, but right behind Dallas for me, Ike, I'll go back to the Cardinals for all the reasons we just laid out. But whichever team it is, like if you want to go the Giants, you could go the Giants too because Saquon coming back from an injury – and you've got Kadarius Tony, like like whatever. I, I can find storylines for whichever team they end up picking. Where it's like, yep, I'm going to tune in and watch for this reason. Yeah, they. Uh, I remember they 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 tried to mic me up. It didn't work. You talking about you talking about Fs and MFs <laughs> and 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 all it did it, it didn't work. Then then it got to a point where my teammates. When it was mic'd up, they stayed away from me because it was it was it was pay per view. <laughs> How I was talking is paper. Matter of fact, I was with Brandon Merriweather last night, and he said, "I, you talked so much trash on the field. Guys on defense was staying just to see what you was gonna say." to our receivers. That's how bad you was. I was like, bro, I was that bad? He was like, bro, you was that bad. But getting back to being mic'd up, they tried me one time. They said, hell no. Never, ever, ever in our life will we mic him up. Two, once my teammates knew they was mic'd up, they stayed as far as way away as possible because it, it was it was it was ugly, Mark. Well, it sounds like other players in the league stole your material. If they're if they're tuning in and then next week they're going up against another team, it's like, oh, did you hear what he said? And Ike, you're the OG. You're the one who actually Cut. came up with it. Couldn't. But what I was saying, I cut you. It, 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 uh, 
it's a butter knife cut. Like how how I was speaking to you, you know how hard it is to cut somebody with a butter knife. That's how I was talking to you. <laughs> that's how, that's how I was talking. It was bad. It was bad. Well, one of the questions I always like asking your teammates when we have them on the show is, you know, what kind of trash talker was Ike Taylor? And it's funny because they always chuckle for a second. And it's like, what am I allowed to say publicly? Correct. I know Correct. there's a story behind the story there, Ike. Correct. Correct. But I, I had to get myself wired. Like, rip, all that smack talking was for me. Because, man, it's hard on that island. It's hard against. It's hard going against the team's number one receiver every damn play. So I, I was... Just if you even looked at me wrong, if I and I, I used to just make up stuff like what you said, and they'd be like, I can't say nothing to you. I was like, Yes, you did. I can see you about to say something crazy. They was like, Come on, bro. Like, not today, I ain't got leave. But that that was that was more for me. The, the the trash talking wasn't to hurt anybody, even though it did a few players, but that was just to get me wired up. I love it. I love it. I don't want to put you on blast because you are you already have a lot of great stories that are already out there in terms of the the iPod and your helmet and everything right. too. you know, James Harrison telling uh, your son to take the soul out of another player and youth as football. a kid. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't need to relitigate all of that. But there are <laughs> a lot of great Ike Taylor stories out there. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, as we wrap up today's show, Ike, we had a commenter from YouTube. I wanted to give a uh -huh. shout out to Russ Obenstein says, guys, love your show. And Ike is my man. One of the most underrated secondary guys ever. We always put him on other teams, best receivers, and he dominated them. Not great on interceptions, but PBUs and tackles. He shut them down. So I just wanted to give Russ a shout out is, you know, we come out and roll out the Believe in Steelers podcast on more and more platforms it's been great hearing from viewers and listeners and really that's a credit to you ike to the folks over at the believe podcast network but also the folks over at brinks tv led by courtney vargas and her team uh brinks tv led by john brinkus as well but they all make this possible i can make us look good on a week in and week out basis so uh Thanks to Russ and his comment there. And when we hear feedback like that from viewers and listeners, Ike, for me, it is like the most redeeming thing in the world. Correct. That, that, that means they're tuning in, they're listening. So appreciate the comments, appreciate the reviews, appreciate uh, Miss Courtney and her team at Brink TV. Um, appreciate Believing Podcast for, for giving Mark and I a chance and opportunity not only to grow, but to get better. Appreciate Bet Online for being, being with us from day one. So I want to appreciate Marky Mark too as well for being my co-host, man. This we 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 have became family. So the people I just named between Miss Courtney Brink TV, Bet Online, uh, Believe It Still is podcast, and Marky Mark, this is just the fam. And everybody who tuning in and listening to us is a part of the family. So I'm gonna let Mark go on close this out. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Take care and so long, everyone. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.